Hello and welcome to Recruiting and Hospitality from Caterer.com. As ever, I'm Lancelot Narayan and in each programme, as you know, we invite top names from the world of hospitality to talk about recruitment, development, retention, as well as other matters affecting you and your teams. Now, regular um, listeners and viewers, because of course we're on YouTube now, um, of this programme will uh, remember that recently I spoke to Sally Beck from the Royal Lancaster Hotel in London, who's doing a great job and she also um, is part of the, part of, um, the Hotelier's Charter, which is uh, helping people get great careers in hotels, um, as well as wider hospitality as well. In that interview, she mentioned the work she's doing with an organisation called Bridging the Skills Gap. Uh, and anyway, one thing led to another, and I'm delighted to, because we let me just explain a bit further. At the moment at caterer.com, we're uh, talking about um, issues uh, surrounding uh, entry-level talent. We've had a few roundtable discussions about it, and we're creating new content about it too. So I got in touch with uh, the founder of Bridging the Skills Gap, and he's with me today, and I want you to say hello to John Holden. John, hello. Well, hello, and I wouldn't say I'm probably one of the top names in hospitality, but I, I, I like to think that I am trying to do my best for the industry, should I say. Well, you are today. You are today. <laughs> and it's lovely to have you. It's, it really is great to have you. Um, let, me, let me just begin by asking you about, let's start at the beginning. Okay. Tell me a bit about your background, John. What, what, what are your hospitality origins? Well, my hospitality origins are, um, I started my hospitality journey back when I was 16, only a couple of years ago. Um, and uh, I went to Tameside College where I currently am working. Um, so it's really strange to be back teaching so, there. But so you went there to study and now I went you're there working there. Wow. And then I'm back there working. But um, I started at and from the age of 13, I knew I wanted to be in hospitality. I knew I wanted to do a chef's job or some sort of job in hospitality because it was it, it was sort of like what I did at home. I did the cooking at home uh, and, and stuff like that. And it just led on to doing different things. And in the end, I went to Thameside College and I, and I chose hospitality. And oh, my God, am I so glad because the career it's given me and what I've done and how I've developed and where, I, where you know the people I know now is amazing. You've been you know? there for fifteen years now, right? Fifteen years for teaching, yes. Incredible. Yeah. And uh, but you know what it was was I I, I so I did um, two years at Tameside, then I did two years at um, Henley College Coventry, where I did my HND in hospitality management. Uh, had work experience in Canada, work experience in Germany, work experience in the Lake District. What, what were you doing in Canada and Germany? What what uh, what kind Canada of experience were you getting? At Chateau Lake Louise, and uh, it, in Germany it was in the kitchen in a, a little hotel called um, the the Bayerzoin in, in a little village called Bayerzoin, the core the core hotel Bayerzoin, um, and so uh, we worked in the kitchens there. Uh, what an amazing time! You know, if there's any proof that hospitality can get you worldwide in your first young years, you know, founding years of hospitality, that course was the the course to do. So did that and then I went into hospitality, then I went into hotels straight after I'd left uh, university as a, as a assistant manager. 
and then I went to work in uh, the pub game and I've worked my way up through the pub game from assistant manager to deputy manager to general manager where I was running a 195 seater pub restaurant wow. with a 40 bedroom lodge as a general manager, single general manager. And I've made my goal. I've always made myself goals because I think it's important that you need to drive yourself and motivate yourself and have direction. I'd made my goal that I would be general manager by the age of 30. By the age of 26, I was general manager. So um, at the age of 30, I was married uh, to my wonderful wife, who I'm 22 years married now. So, wow. um, And she said, oh, by the way, just to let you know, um, there's something in the oven. I was like, right, OK. Uh, and my wife had moved with me my jobs and different things and so I said I thought it's about time I settled down and and came out of the industry as a as a industry person but going because I wanted to give back and that was always my goal once I'd reached that goal of general manager I wanted to go into training and developing and, and moving forward and so cut a long story short I, I, I basically came out of the industry there so to speak as a general manager but then I went into training in the industry did different jobs and then 15 years ago came around to uh, getting a job at Tame Psychology and I've been there since Fantastic. Wow. What a journey. What a journey. And that's not the that's not the end of it. Obviously, no. you founded Bridging the Skills Gap. Now, you've touched yeah. on it slightly. Where did the idea from it come from? Because you said you, you wanted to give back. But where? Yeah. what were the actual origins of it? Well, the origins were that six or seven years ago, my then manager at the college turned around and said, I'm, I have a dual role. I'm restaurant manager at the college, but I am also a food and beverage lecturer. So I run all the restaurant side because we have a live restaurant. But I also teach all the front of house concepts, so wine service, silver service, Gary Don service, and so on. And um, then he said, "I want you to make links with industry because at the time the links with with industry within the college with our within our department weren't the best." And so, through starting this job role of getting industry involved and bringing them into the college, I then realised actually there's not a lot of interaction between FE and the industry. There's a massive gap. There was a massive gap. Yeah, yeah. And I'm like, this needs to be sorted. And I'm having different conversations with different people as you do. And, you know, you see different lecturers and different members of industry and, and people are going, oh, yeah, yeah. You know, and what I was finding out through different colleagues in the in the FE sector was that, yes, they were linking with the hospitality, but hospitality was using FE as a free recruitment tool. And then saying to the, the students, come and work for us full time. So then the students weren't actually getting the education. They were being taken out of education and going to work in a full time job, which was great. But they went to college to, to educate in that field. And is it not better for somebody to go out of the college more educated in the field than? And I'm not knocking people that have worked in the industry and worked their way up. That's still that's a massive achievement. Yeah. But the people that wanted to go to college to learn their craft. They need to stay in and learn their craft because that's what they want to do, not to be sort of like taken away. So through discussions, I, I, I had a discussion with uh, City and Gills and I put it out on Twitter and I said, if anybody wants to have a meeting and discuss this gap, this void, this difference between FE and the industry. I've arranged a meeting. It's going to be here at the Midland Hotel in Manchester at this time and this date. I contacted all my contacts that I'd freshly made over the last few years in in, in Manchester, and uh, I'd also started being a judge for World Skills through the Craft Guild of Chefs. Yeah, 
and I, I and so we had crafters guild of chefs around the table we had hull college we had city and guilds we had vctc we had the midland hotel and we had all these different people around that table we had pace and they're all agreeing with me so i thought well i'm, I'm not wrong here i'm not wrong so again we we had regular meet started to have regular meetings sometimes there was two sometimes there was 15 and not more and more people wouldn't get in to understand that what we were trying to do so um pandemic hit and i thought i either let bridging the skill gap go of which i just literally built the website mm. and we put that money into it or i carry on online and so I did. And so now regularly I'm getting 40 to 50 people, but more and more people from industry and more and more educational establishments are hearing about it and are saying, wow, this needs to happen. This has needed to happen for a long time. So now we're getting recognition, uh, so much recognition that Nestle now are coming on board and sponsoring us. Wow. You know, That's so, terrific. you know, so Nestle are, are coming on board as a partner. Um, I have Francisco Macedo as my um, Honorary Vice Chair. I have Sue Kenyon from Pace, who's my Vice Chair. But ironically, Sue was one of my ex-lecturers, so she's taught me. Yeah. So, and 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 uh, I've got all these different people that have come on to to assist and join, and and the motivation for it that is that to and ensure that these learners coming through have got these links into industry. Mm. You know, and through bridging the skills gap. Um, Different colleges have now started the same pattern of work experience academies that I started at Tameside. Right. So I'm I'm not scared of sharing what I've done. No. If it benefits no. those learners, and so I know Stoke-on-Trent College have now got five work experience academies. Another college down south has, has started a, two work experience academies with their local industry teams, and they've followed the same footprint that I've given out and that, that I've used. And, you know, we've, Peter Avis is, is, is joining, joins us regularly, um, you know, and we'll talk more about my relationship with Peter and in, in, in how we've built that and what's happened there. But, you know, I am totally humbled and honoured and touched by all these people that want to join it and, and, right. and get involved with it. And ultimately, it's my passion that this benefits industry and education for many years to come. I'm hopefully this year going to, uh, this next year, going to get a database set up where people join bridging the skills gap as a membership it's going to be low it's not going to be that's massive. a good idea that's quite and, and idea. it builds up a it's going to it's going to be a, a database where industry can contact have a direct link into contacts in the colleges and colleges can have a direct link into the industry for the right people to talk about the right matters I have a jobs page where people can send in jobs so if anybody's listening and they want to place their jobs for new talent and new staff send the you know got on the bridge bridging the skills gap website email me on the email address send your advert in i'll put it for free of charge on the website and i'll also post it out to the colleges to say look this people are looking for staff because there's going to be masses of talent come july leaving colleges yeah potentially some of them nowhere to go yeah we're going to get we're going to get all your details right right at the end yeah. what i'd like to ask you john is can you get into the nitty gritty of how it actually works? 
Yeah. Tell me about the different strands of the project. So the different strands of the project are the, the ones. The strand one strand is obviously the the aspect of the jobs. So industry can put job adverts on my website for nothing. I'm not asking for money. What I'm asking is it's a clear job web advert that it gives them a clear understanding that they're what they're looking for, and that it then asks gives that lecturer or that student the opportunity to link onto that website my website look at the jobs and say right i'd like to go for this because there's the caterer there's there's all different there's indeed there's all that kind of stuff but if they just go for an, an area that they want to know they can look at that particular website and they can look at that particular advert and say i want to apply for that simple as they're not confused they're not it's just there so there's the jobs there's the bridging the skills gap where and linking with people like Walkstars, the competition. So I'm sponsoring that and I'm, I'm, I'm joining that. I'm li I link with PACE. So I'm linking into the colleges through the Professional Association of Catering Educators. So it's involving everybody. And I'm trying to make sure that I'm reaching as many participants as possible to get them to join the cause. And the cause is to get young, talented people from education experiences whether that be when they finish college that they that apply for jobs or whether that be work experience whether that be talking to to to, to students to give them drive motivation but also the fact that if the colleges are haven't got the most helpful industry around them which there are they can contact me or they can come onto the bridging the skills gap meetings and they can pick up contacts from there and liaise I know that there's one college has was having problems with their local industry because their local industry was still using the college as a free recruitment tool. Yeah. But now they've actually linked in with people like Rahays at the Torridon and Francisco at Clevedon and different people that have, have come online. And off the back of that, for my college, people are contacting me now and saying, we want to get involved with Bridging the Skills Gap. Have you got any students or can we help with your students? So it's actually working both ways industry are actually coming on board and saying yeah we need to do this we need to be in touch with these people or that person have you found over the years um that the hospitality industry has a perception problem yes right what 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 was it like then and what's it like now when i came into the hospitality industry it was a buzz it was you know there was a no shortage of major shortage of staff yeah you, you were short staffed occasionally well that was due to illness or somebody would left and you were just waiting for that replacement to start now for the last five six years i probably have had half a dozen a dozen industry members contacting me saying john have you got any students i'm looking for staff i'm looking for chefs i'm looking for chefs i'm looking for chefs i'm looking for front of house staff i'm looking for bar staff chefs 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 and I think the perception has been, as we all know, long hours, low pay, long hours, low pay. You know, rubbish facilities, rubbish, rubbish uh, benefits, and people have have grown wise. Whether they're they're more being more educated on it, or whether they're realizing, yeah, that pay isn't good because I can go to B and M, I can go to Aldi, and I can earn five pound an hour more. Mm. All I'm doing is putting tins on a shelf, which is an easy job. It's not stressful. I'm not got 45 checks on the check line. I'm not trying to got 75 stakes out in the next five minutes. 
And I think why do you why do you think this is? What what's the I think the, I think it's the problem. I think it's the change from the fact that I think people now our industry is not seen as a skilled industry. But it's like Sally said on her podcast to you that it was one of her I think it was one of her daughter's friends was going for work experience and the mum said and that's why she started the hoteliers charter because she said I don't want to be a servant. That's right. And I'm that's like, and, and, and that's the perception. The perception is, is that people see it as a, a low skilled job. But, mm. you know, whichever government it is, they've never really backed us. Whichever government, and I'm not being political about it, whichever right. government you look back, throughout the governments, whether it be Conservative, Liberal, Democrats or Labour, they've never really backed the hospitality industry. They love the hospitality industry when it's there. When they're serving yeah. them, when they're getting their free champagne and the the, the meals and the, the seven course dinners, and they want these pomp and ceremony aspects, who 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 delivers that hospitality? However, they won't back it. Yeah, so that's right. We haven't had the backing that other sectors have had, and we still don't have that backing. So you've got to you've got to you've really got to do it yourself. That's what you're doing. Yeah. Um. Can can you give us some case studies? How how's bridging the skills gap worked in the real world? Can right. you go into a bit of detail about it? Because um, yeah. Also, you work with Peter Avis, as you mentioned. Yeah. You work with Sally. How's it benefited what you do? Well, I've worked with Peter Avis. Um, basically, what happened in lockdown is Peter Avis um, basically um, obviously started as general manager at Galvin's at Windows. I'd worked with Fred when Fred was there. I'd sent students down for work experience, which is an amazing experience. Oh, yeah. I, wanted to carry, I wanted to carry that link going with Galvin's. So I contacted Peter and I said, hi, you don't know me. I'm John. I'm from a little college in Manchester called Tameside. And um, I want you to speak to my students to keep them motivated in lockdown. Is, is that OK? And to and fro on phone calls, arranged the, the slot. He spoke to my level twos and my level threes very motivated, very incentivizing, very driven and passionate talk to my students, you know, and very interactive. And I thought, amazing, great. And then he, he phoned me up. Once everything started to open back up, he, he phoned me, he says, can we have a conversation? I said, yeah. He says, I'll, I'll call you on Teams on Tuesday. So the Tuesday came out and he said, John, I'm, I'm, I need five commie waiters. Have you got five students you can send me? And I went, yeah. I've got five students that I can send you over the summer, not a problem. I said, but the homeless level of London will go up by five. Mm. And he quickly went, why? And I went, where are they going to live? He went, yeah, I got that. Yeah, I realised that. Right, leave it with me. Let me have a think about it. And we went through the conversation. He says, leave it with me, I'll come back to you. So he came back and there was the student programme born. And it was that they went, they would, he would interview five. We had 10 applicants. He interviewed 10 applicants. Out of that 10 applicants, he chose five. And they were going to go down to London. They were housed in the Hilton Park Lane. They were fed. They had 40 hours a week within Galvin's at Windows in the different sections. Some in 10 degree sky bar, some in the back of house on the pass, some on the floor, some working the tables. So they had different ex roles and different experiences. They were paid 
all the tips, all the stuff that all the staff got, and they were mentored. Now, that's bridging the skills gap in a nutshell. Education, coming together with industry, coming up with a plan, coming up with something that works, and coming up with something where these people, even if they left after that 12 weeks, they are motivated to stay in the industry. One came back and went to university to study further in hospitality management. One came back, started an HNC in business because she wants to open her own hospitality business. Another one came back and walked straight into the in, into a job in the French in the Midland in Manchester with Adam Reed as a chef de rang. Another one came back as a um, and walked into the Hotel Brooklyn as bar supervisor. And another one came back and he's and did, did his level three with with us. Brilliant. So you know the aspect of where what it what it did. And off the back of that, we, I then had a conversation with Sally Beck. And we broadened the horizon from just hospitality students to travel and tourism students and hair and beauty students. And I've sent 32 students three every two or three every two weeks down to Sally. And that's the same. Housed, every two fed, or three weeks? Every, every, every two weeks, three every two weeks, housed, fed, paid. Fantastic. And, and, and that's bridging the skills gap again in its entirety. Yeah. FE working with the industry to get these, in, these students enthused about the industry. And some of them have actually been asked to go back down and start apprenticeships with Sally or they've been asked to go back down for summer and work, work, work again with Sally. So they're not just being, oh, yeah, it's two weeks work experience. She's only here for two weeks. She's bogging off. They're actually seeing, seeing talent. And the scene talent that they want to draw into the industry. So it's it's working. And you can imagine how many colleges are out there. If each college then did the same program, yeah, a another hotel, then our industry would be sort of on a turning point, I feel. Mm -hmm. Because the new talent will see what's out there. The industry will see what new talent is coming through and they'll be ready to snap it up. So John, not 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 everybody's you, right? I think okay. you're just, you know, talking to you, you make it sound almost matter of fact, but <laughs> what you've done's quite an achievement and it's and it's it's incredible what you've done and and, and in such a short period of time. But how can educators or or how can employers make better connections with educational organizations how do they go about doing that well there's one way one way when they, when if, if they link in with me on linkedin or follow me on twitter under bridging the ski one bridging the skills gap i put out the meetings so they're more than I'm, they're all online they're all on teams so i'm more than happy for them to come on board and say right and i need to link with my local colleges I have mostly most some contacts, most contacts in most colleges. I have at least one or somebody that knows a contact in another college or something. So with my network through either Pace, through Sue, Sue being the, you know, the uh, on, on the Pace board and, and myself on the Pace board, we can delve into their database of colleges so we can say, OK, Joe Bloggs is on there. But also colleges 
vice versa, if the colleges are struggling to get in touch with their industry, come on board onto the bridging the skills gap and they'll get in touch with industry members that might be IHG hotels, it might be holiday inns, it might be iconic hotels. It doesn't matter, but they'll get in touch with somebody that's in that hotel group, RBH, that then can they can turn around and say, I need to get in touch with such and such a body at this hotel, which is one of yours. So they'll have a contact. And I think that is the key. It's the communication. I am now linking in with Devonshire Hotel Group. Um, again, Devonshire Hotel Group, they took four of our students over the summer last year. Five, no, five of our students last year, last year. Three of them still work full time there. Two came back because they were they were coming back to college. But Devonshire Hotel Group have grown in, in, in connection with us at Tameside. I, I, I link, have linked with Dakota, Iconic, RBH, um, the Mercure Hotel Group, um, Long Clume. I mean, Long Clume took six of my level three students for work experience. You know what I mean? And and I've had students go up to Glen Eagles. I've had students go to obviously Peter. I've had students go to Sally. I've had, um, yeah. You know, for for me to get these students, that that is the the biggest honour in the world to get these students into these places, and for these places to accept our students is is another honour for 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 my students to have that ability to work there. What's been the reaction of the students, John? What's Amazing. the feedback been back been like? What have you? What have they said you to get, you? You do get one or two coming back from you know when they've been down to London, but they've never been down to London before. Right, <clears throat> and it's like. Oh, it's too big, it's too expensive, but you know, you, you're going to get that. You're going to get that. But 90% of them are coming back and going, wow. I took my level threes and some travel students down to London a few weeks ago, and Sally gave us a, a, an amazing rate to stay at the, the, the Royal Lancaster. And they they were getting off the minibus, and, and you know, the staff were taking the bags, and they were like, what's my bag? What are you doing with my bag? And it's like, no, that's what they do. And they were like, and, and Sally and... Um, Emma, the, her HR manager, gave them a presentation about the Royal Lancaster and she said, I'm not showing you around, you're here, you're staying in the hotel overnight, just have a look around, mm. enjoy yourself, see what it's all about. But off the back of that, we, we went across Hyde Park, we had lunch with Peter, they had a full tour of the Hilton Park Lane, they had a full tour of the Dorchester, and the following day they had a full tour of the Landmark, and a full tour and a, and a, and a, and a talk by Orhan, I know he's left, but he, he, Orhan, who was the general manager of uh, Corrigans of Mayfair. Yeah. All um, of my favourite places, as a matter well, of fact. I, I, I knew I'd seen you there the last time I was down there. <laughs> <laughs> Arguing about the bill. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, do you know, and, I, and, I, and they all came back and they were like, oh, my God wow you know and that's what it's all about it's all about incentivizing motivating driving and giving that aspiration aspect to these learners some of them who had never left manchester in the whole of their life yeah yeah it's i always i always say that you, you show some somebody something they've never seen before and it motivates them beyond belief there's another world out there and when you realize that it changes everything yeah Massively, massively. And, and and that's the reason why I do my job. 
Brilliant. That's the reason why I started bridging the skills gap. That's the reason why if, if, if I could have one, one thing, and, is, and that is that every single college has at least three industry partners that will take them on board, will motivate these students, drive these students, and get these students into the industry and keep them in the industry. I mean, I've had, last four years I've had 100% achievement, 100% progression into industry, and probably 90 to 95% of those students that have gone into industry after leaving me are still in the industry. It's doable, isn't it? It is, it is, and we just need to take that plan and run with it. So what have you got coming up? What are your plans moving forward and building Bridget, Bridget and the Skills Gap? My plans are to, um, we're going to try and make it into some sort of charity or foundation. Um, my plans are to, to, to widen it, hopefully with the, the, the partnership with Nestle now that will build then my plans are hopefully to, to to try and make it a financial concept where people will pay a membership to it be proud to be a member and display the, the logo and say i'm a partner but not only that but then the funds that are raised from that will then assist youngsters in college to get into work experience whether that's pay for uniform for them whether that's pay for the travel, whether that's to pay for uh, transportation down to London or accommodation for them to get the experience in London, or, or whether it's just to give the college some money to get a minibus full of students to put them up for a weekend and to see whether it be London, Glasgow, Scotland, you know, Glen Eagles, whatever, to get them enthused and motivated in this industry. Fantastic. You know, fantastic. Uh, I don't know whether it shows, but I'm slightly passionate about hospitality. <laughs> Just you know, but for me, it's you if we don't do it now, the future's going to be even more of a struggle. And it, it it's people like Peter, like Sally like yourself doing these these podcasts like phil street doing his podcast to show what hospitality is all about and all those people that have done those podcasts and put their little stories they don't know how much those little stories help these students help these different people to see what the industry is really like and how much fun it is how much how every day is different however you know how what friends what family you make within the industry you know, and, and and that's what it's all about. Yeah. John, if people want to get in touch with you, give us the list. Okay. Give us so, the email, give us the website, give us the okay. give us everything. So the, 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 the email address for bridging the skills gap is as follows. Um once I get it, we'll do. Is bridging the skills gap, all one word, at btinternet.com. Right. The website is www.btsg.org.uk. And at the bottom of that website is my mobile number. So feel free. Um, you can get me on Twitter as well, 
Twitter is under at bridging the ski one. That's the way that Twitter gave me. I couldn't do bridging the skills gap. So it does come under bridging the skills gap if you type it in all one word, but the actual um, Twitter feed is bridging the ski one. Okay. So that that's that's who we are. And you can find us on LinkedIn as well under the bridging the skills gap. And you can find me on LinkedIn, John Holden. Brilliant. So, Brilliant. John, I've got to say it's been it's been wonderful talking to you. It well, really it's been has. A pleasure to speak to you, sir. Oh, thank you, thank you very much. That's 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 kind of you to say. Uh, it's it's been a great um, uh, a great talk, and and I hope we can stay in touch and find out more yeah. about what you're doing and how you're growing bridging the skills gap as we as we move forward. So thanks again, thanks no again, problem. John. My pleasure. Um, if you if you've enjoyed this episode of Recruiting in Hospitality, why don't you subscribe? Just hit that subscribe button wherever you listen to podcasts. We're also on YouTube. Oh yeah, we're going to put your details at the bottom there, John, underneath that, so we'll, people can find you as well. Good. Um, follow us on Twitter. It's um, Katra at Katra.com. That's Katra, D-O-T-C-O-M. Likewise on Instagram. We're on LinkedIn as well. And we're now on Facebook. So do a little search for us. We're on there and follow us there. Um, it's been a delight, John. Thanks again for joining me today. Um, and please make sure to join us next time on Recruiting in Hospitality from Cadra.com. I've been Lancelot Narayan. Bye-bye.